Welcome to Promised Land at Home Podcast, where we bring people into an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ and each other. Wherever life has you, we pray that today's sermon both challenges and encourages you. We're so glad you're listening today and hope you enjoy the message. Turn with me in your Bibles to John, the first chapter. And uh, while you're doing that, uh, turning, uh, opening the book, flipping it on your phone, whatever it is. We got a couple Dak Prescott's up here. Y'all better get to Dallas quick. We got a big game tonight. Come on. Actually, we got three Dak Prescott's right there in a number 11. I don't know who that is. Oh, sorry. That's, we really need you to get up there. That's for sure. <laughs> What's your favorite part of Christmas? Giving? Spam? What'd you say? Ham? God, I need help, obviously. Can y'all interpret for me? Family. Thank you. Celebrating Jesus' birthday on the front row. What else? Decorating. Christmas music. Tradition. Food. Church. Somebody said tamales. Come on. Yes. Tamales, yes. Anyone that has an extra dozen, come on. <laughs> Tithe to the pastor. I see your posts online. You're making them. And one of the traditions that we had when I was growing up was that my mom made us all get in the car. My dad begrudgingly would drive us to different neighborhoods to see lights in people's, on people's houses. And uh, we lived kind of out in the woods, so really it was hard to find houses near us. So we would go to neighborhoods around us that were more populated, and we would see the beautiful lights. And then as I got older and I was dating, I remember that was like a date night. We'd go out and look at lights. It was a tradition that we had. There's just something about seeing lights that just bring a difference in your atmosphere. Like these trees up here, just beautiful. Just looking at these trees, they just bring a warmth to the room, right? And um, we're, we're studying John, the first chapter. We're calling it Stellar Christmas. And the word stellar originally meant, you know, constellations and stars. And I think the younger generations use stellar, well, I guess maybe not the generations now, but my generation, uh, would, would use it to just say that something's amazing or big or exciting. It's stellar, you know, and, and it's either definition works here uh, because when you talk about Christmas, it's stellar. And, you know, when you read Matthew and Luke, those two gospels, you're, you're reading about the shepherds and the wise men and Mary and Joseph and the donkey and the, and, uh, the manger and all that. Amazing. Go read that. We're studying John chapter 1, which is a different version of the Christmas story. It actually goes way back in time before there was creation and talks about who Jesus was before we knew him as Jesus. Who is this man? Who is this force, this power? So the last couple of weeks we've been talking about it. I want to read to you the first five verses, though, uh, in case you've missed them. And you can always go back to our podcast or YouTube and catch them. But 
This is what John 1, 1 through 5 says. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him, the Word. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light that shines in the darkness, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. And Pastor Emilio is going to be speaking on Christmas Eve, by the way, regular service times that Sunday. Uh, Pastor Emilio is going to be speaking on verses 14 and 9, chapter 9, uh, verses 9 and 14. That's the Christmas verses. That's the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's Christmas. That's Jesus coming. And so what I want to talk to you today is about this passage Verses 6, 7, and 8, that's right in between. There's this massive picture being illustrated that Jesus existed before there was an existence. Jesus was not created. Jesus did not begin at the manger because Jesus pre-existed creation. That's what he's saying here. And before he gets to the place where Jesus is actually born, he puts verses 6, 7, and 8. God sent a man. John the Baptist. Now, for those of you that are brand new, John the Baptist is a different John than the John who wrote this book, okay? John the Baptist, and Baptist is not his last name. That's his role. That was like, well, he was named, that's what he was known for. John the Baptizer. To tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. Now, at first glance, like, why is this little blurb in here in between this massive prologue of before there was a creation, the word existed, the word was spoken, the worlds were created, and then after this, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Why in between is this passage about John the baptizer. Well, it's not in there by accident. It is in there for a very, very good reason. God wants us to understand this principle, that this is a part of his creation, that he created the world in such a way that other people, other human beings, would reflect the light of Jesus to other human beings. God sent a man, John the baptizer. And what I want you to grab a hold of today is that he's not just saying that John the baptizer is the only reflective person that's going to live. In fact, everyone in here has reflective capacity. You're able to reflect something off of your life to other people. God sent on purpose Someone into your life. You're here today because you saw the reflection of Jesus on someone else. Maybe that was a parent or a spouse or a child or a coworker. Um, but God, God sent someone into your life. And really the bottom line of today is you're going to leave out of these doors here in a few minutes. 
I want you to go as a John the Baptist. I want you to go and represent Jesus wherever you go. What environment, whatever environment you're going into this week. This is a foundational part of our theology that God created the world this way on purpose. It's not an accident. It's not a correction that he sent John the Baptist. It's not an afterthought. It was the way he created it. John 1.15 says, John testified concerning him. He cried out saying, this is the one I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. So what he's saying here in verse 15, he's combining this whole thing that we've read so far, that Jesus predated creation and that John was to be a testifier of him, a witness of him. This is a God design that people will believe in Jesus because another human being is reflecting his light. And, you know, when you're reading the Bible and you're trying to read it through, or you're trying to read the whole book of John in a month, or you're, you know, whatever, you skip over stuff like this. I mean, you may read it, but your brain's just like, okay, I've got to get to the end of this chapter. i got to read four chapters today. And you're like, I'm going to read the Bible. Brr. I've been there. This type of reading that we're doing this year in the book of John is so much different. We're taking three verses and we're saying, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. This matters. This is important. What you're saying here is a truth that I want to live out in my life. I don't want to just read about something and say, well, that was good for them. No, I want to read the Bible and I want it to change me. I want, I want it to affect who I am. So let's dig further into this concept of bearing witness. When you read the King James and other translations, it says that John came to bear witness. Bearing witness is a very rich term. You can actually look up this in a dictionary. You can look up witness. You can look up bear. You can look up bear witness. It's in there. To serve as evidence that something is true or real. To proclaim or demonstrate a devout belief in. You know, when you, when you couple the word bear and witness together, you get the sense that this is something you carry. You're bearing, the, you're bearing this witness. It is something that is in you, around you. Um, I love where it, where it says that you demonstrate. You're a witness that is a demonstration. You're revealing a picture of something by the way you live your life. This is not just something you're saying that's empty words but it's something that when, when you do say something, the people are getting it because they've already seen you live it. And it's because you're bearing witness. Something God ordained happened when I was studying this word. I wanted to look it up in the dictionary. I love looking up words in the dictionary. And when I saw bear witness, it just started preaching to me. Off the computer screen, I went to dictionary.com. And... Uh, Every day on dictionary.com, they have a word for the day. And it's usually a word that you've never heard before. They're trying to teach you, expand your knowledge and all that. And so literally the day I looked up, bear witness, the word of the day was coruscate. Coruscate. I want to show you the definition of coruscate. To emit vivid flashes of light, to sparkle, Scintillate, gleam. 
Here's it used in a sentence. Sapphire's chorus gate with a dazzling blue fire. Now, how many of y'all knew the definition of chorus gate before you got to church today? So you learned something today, no matter what, okay? For some reason, I just read the definition, and then all of a sudden, God said, this is the word of the day, not just for the world, but for promised land. This is actually the definition of bearing witness. The sapphire, or whatever is coruscating, is bearing witness of a light that is outside of them. That light is coming in to the gem, and then it is being emitted out of that gem to the rest of the world. And that's why people spend thousands and thousands of dollars on expensive diamonds and other gems and jewelry because of their ability to coruscate. I want you to leave today and coruscate all week, okay? People are hanging out. Hey, what's you, what, are you, what are you up to? I'm just coruscating. I'm just hanging. Just coruscating. Just tell them. I'm dazzling Jesus. I'm gleaming out the light of the world, the source, the creative source of the world. May you shine on me, and then may I shine that out to other people, just like John the Baptist, to bear witness. There's another fascinating example of bearing witness, Psalm 89:37. His throne will be established forever like the moon. The faithful witness in the sky. This is just, first of all, amazing poetry. Uh, but when you really look at the depth behind it, it's amazing that the moon is this faithful witness in the sky. The moon has no light to generate itself. The only way we're able to see the moon is because the moon is reflecting off of itself the sun. It's reflective capacity. It's inside of the moon's creation has been instituted by God a reflective capacity that in the night after the earth is rotated and you and I can no longer see the sun, the moon is bearing witness that the sun is still there. Without the sun's reflection in the moon, we would never see it. The moon is literally reporting what is unseen to us. The moon is saying, I see firsthand that the sun is still there. And I'm reporting that to all of you who cannot see that firsthand. It's a beautiful picture of bearing witness, the moon, to all of us. Don't be tempted to feel like you have to emit your own light. That the light that's going to come from you is going to come from within you. It's not going to come from within you. That is an exhaustive life. That is a stressful life to live your whole life thinking, I've got to be entertaining. I've got to be exciting. I've got to be charismatic. Or I've, I've got to make people like me here. I've got to save the world for Jesus. Even that, you know, just this, this weight that can come on us that we're saying, I have to figure it out and I have to shine it out. Instead, it is 
receiving the light from Jesus and then testifying and witnessing that out to other people. Receiving it and testifying, witnessing it out. In the Old Testament, in Leviticus, in the law, Leviticus 5 and 1, it says, if you are called to testify about something that you have seen or you know about, it is sinful to refuse to testify and you will be punished for your sin. It was a heavy deal. You, you, you've been put here to shine, not your light, but shine the light of Jesus. So let's get going, promised land. Let's get going, 2023, okay? We have this beautiful calling, this beautiful responsibility that God has put on us to shine his light to other people. I see Santa back here. It's great to see you. And why, why are we taking presents to Central Esperanza? Why are we taking presents to Mexico? We want to shine the light of Jesus, not Santa, but Santa's going to be shining the light of Jesus to people that cannot see him. And what we're doing is we're saying, in essence, what we're saying is we can see him and we want you to know he's there. And go, go back to the very first text that we read. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. The, the reason people believed was because of the light that was shining into John and coming out of him. Jesus was not, I mean, John was not the light, that he was simply a witness to tell about the light. So how do we handle this burden or this calling that we have to be a witness, to bear witness? You know, because it can be intimidating. What if I get it wrong? What if I say the wrong thing? You know, whatever. It can be, it can be heavy once you accept the responsibility and the calling. How do we do it? I want to ease your burden a little bit today. Remember, if you're trying to generate it yourself, it's not going to work. We have to be in a posture or position to receive the light, and then we're able to course gated out. And I want to show you a picture of my John the Baptist. This is the person in my life who course gates Jesus more than anyone else. This is my daughter, Kennedy. She's just turned 22 years old. She was given six months to live, and they basically said she's Literally, the, one, of the, one of the doctors wrote in the notes that she's not going to have a meaningful life. And I would like to tell that doctor he's wrong. Because meaning... <laughs> honestly, meaning comes from just reflecting Jesus. It is... It is it is brought to us not by outsiders. It is given to us as a free gift from Jesus. And so she, my daughter Kennedy, will be here at the next service. Erica's bringing her. She 
you can tell she's in a wheelchair. She's too fed. She's unable to do anything that we can do. She requires 24-hour care, nursing. And um, yeah, Friday night, we had some friends call us and say, hey, we're headed to Green. Would you all like to come with us? And we said, yeah, that'd be great. Let's find a couple, you know, let's find someone that can come hang out with Kennedy at our house because going to Green in a wheelchair is just tough. You know, there's curbs. There's uneven surfaces, dirt, rocks, parking's hard, where are we going to, you know, just all that stuff. So let's find someone to hang out with Kennedy while we go down there. And last minute, right, it was very hard. We went through our little list of people. No one could do it. And so we called, let our friends know we can't, we cannot come. And uh, I tell you that story not because I want your you know, compassion or sympathy or anything like that. I want to paint the picture real because there is this glory that we get. There's a price that we pay, but the price in my calculation is worth it to have John the Baptist living in your house, okay? Every time we go into her room and she smiles like that, you know that it is not fake. She's never tried to smile. She just smiles because it's real. It is, when I think about the fruit of the Spirit, the Bible talks about Galatians 5, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. All of these just blossom out of her life, just bloom and blossom and are fruitful out of her life. by just looking at her, when she smiles, it's just Jesus, you know? And it's just so transformative. Our ability to bear witness is completely dependent on our surrender. So if you want to bear witness, if you want to shine the light of Jesus Christ, the very first step that we have to take is to get out of ourself and surrender to humble ourselves before Jesus to say that we can't do it by ourselves, that, that we give up and that we hand over the control to someone else. And it's Jesus. It's the light. It's the life. And our ability to bear witness isn't about capability, but availability. I want you to start thinking through that. Some of you are like, man, I'm not good at this or that. It doesn't matter about that. It doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. It doesn't matter about your possessions. It doesn't, it doesn't matter about your education. Or, and, and, and I want to go both ways with that. Some of y'all have, you know, this, this is not just about shining light to people that are poor. It's about shining the light to everybody. And so some of you may have resources, have money, have ability have clout, have positions of authority or whatever, you can't rely on those just like the people that don't have them can't get depressed about not having them. Both, everyone has to surrender and lay down this idea that it's going to come from me and it's just going to be shown on me from God, from our Heavenly Father, through the powerful life of Jesus and the strength of the Holy Spirit. And then that goodness is going to coruscate out. It's going to bear witness. Our life is going to bear witness. And 
I want to close with this idea right here. I talked about the moon's reflective capacity. Everybody in here has reflective capacity. You're reflecting something right now to the people around you. And I'm not talking about literally like in the building right now or watching all. I'm talking about in this place in your life, whether you're going to finish, you know, finals or go to work this week or maybe just hanging out with friends this week, going to school, starting a business, meeting in the boardroom, wherever you're going this week, you are reflecting something to other people. And it is completely dependent upon what you're looking at. Whatever you're looking at is what you're reflecting to other people. So if you're constantly focused on the stressors of your life and the issues of your life, that you have no control over, that are constantly negative or whatever, then that stressor energy is what you're beaming out to everyone else. But when we focus on Jesus, the light, that is the source, the creative word of God that, is, that has been given to us as this wonderful free gift, when we're focused on him and not the tribulation, tribulation and uh, all the ugliness of the situation around us it's so easy to get sucked into that and get caught up into that cycle i'm so glad you came today to get refocused on jesus refocus on the light and surrender to him and say lord i'm available to you this week allow me to just connect with people on ways that i never even thought could happen Allow me to be John the Baptist somewhere to someone to bear witness, to be an example, to show not what I've gathered or conjured up or earned or whatever, but instead, Lord, I humble myself, I surrender to you that you might, that you might beam out of me, you might glisten out of me, gleam out of me, Lord, your beautiful light. Would you stand with me right now? I want us to go to God. Would you bow your heads with me? Close your eyes. We want to go to God in prayer right now, humility and surrender. Would you just join with me? And you can pray the words I'm praying exactly, or you can pray them in your own words. But as we pray, I want you to contemplate how does your life bear witness right now? Who bore witness to you about the power of Jesus? What signs are you witnessing right now in your life? And are you alert and looking for signs from God? Let's go to him in prayer. Would you join with me? Heavenly Father, we surrender our hearts right now to you. And I make this personal. Lord, I, I surrender my life to you. Would you join with me in that? Just say, Lord, please forgive me of my sin. I surrender my life to you. I am not my own savior. I am not my own light. Jesus, I confess that you are the light of the world. Let's come into agreement and just confess. Jesus, you are the light of the world. Jesus, you are the savior of the world. 
Jesus, you are the eternal word of God. Jesus, you existed before the worlds were created. Jesus, you are alive now. Jesus, you will always be alive. And so promise land right now, and everybody that's here, everybody watching, there may be people watching this two years from now online. Everyone's in the moment. Everyone's right here with Jesus right now. And we say yes to you, God. Be known in my life. Be known. Be seen in me, Jesus. I'm excited about participating with you, Lord, to let other people know about you. Lord, thank you for sending John the Baptist. Lord, thank you for sending Kennedy into my life. Lord, thank you for sending my parents into my life and my pastors into my life. Lord, I'm so thankful for the people you put in my life. Lord, thank you for my wife and my my sons that reflect the Lord to me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for my friends, my coworkers, the leaders of this church, God, that just continually reflect the goodness of Jesus into my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, and may I participate with them. In the name of Jesus, Father, we say, come on, Holy Spirit, and fill us from the top of our head to the sole of our feet. Let it be a mighty river that flows out of us. Come on, Lord Jesus. We welcome the helper, the comforter, the power of the Holy Spirit to come now into these mortal bodies, making a difference. In the name of Jesus, come on, somebody say amen. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget we want to connect with you. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube by searching Promised Land San Marcos, on Instagram at PSM Church, or on our website, psmchurch.com. Thanks again for listening to the Promised Land at Home podcast.